Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you have found a place where math is not about memorizing, mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. In our last episode, we started answering a question from a follower of our Math is Figure Outable teacher Facebook group. And so today we've decided we're going to continue to answer Beth's question. And Pam, I wanted to tell you that this is also timely because not too long ago, I got a text uh, from a good friend of mine that you know well. Ah. And she said, hey, Kim, uh, here's a problem that my kid has to solve. How can I think about this? And I loved her question because it wasn't, what's the answer? Like, just tell me what to tell my kid. Um, she was interested in thinking. So I think there are probably plenty of people out there who want to learn how to think about division of fractions. Absolutely. And so Beth Roberts, thanks for asking the question about how to teach division of fractions. So we started last time, we did some whole number divided by fraction. We also did um, some mixed number divided by fraction. Let's dive in more to some reasoning that we would want to develop about fraction division. Last week, we did some problems like three and a third divided by one third. And we thought about how many unit fractions are in a bigger number. Mm -hmm. So all of the problems last week had uh, dividends or the sort of first number in the division problem that were bigger than the divisor, like three and one third divided by one third. So three and one third is bigger. The divisor is one third. How many one thirds? Can we get out of three and one third? That's a very quotative approach to thinking about division. In a way, what we did last time was really focus on the definition of a unit fraction. What's a unit fraction? It's when the numerator is one. So it's like my fair share when I'm thinking about sharing. So if I'm sharing a candy bar and I'm going to share it with four other people, so five of us are sharing, and I share it fairly, then what do I call my piece? I call my piece one-fifth because five people are sharing. Well, what if seven people were sharing? Then I call it one-seventh. The definition of a unit fraction is, a, is, a, is sort of one person's fair share if you share the thing fairly with that many people. 
That's important. We need to know what one twelfth looks like, one eighth looks like, one half looks like. We need kids to reason about the relationships um, between that unit fraction, that unit fraction, and a whole, the the unit that we're sort of cutting up and dividing fairly. Yeah. Yep. So today we're going to continue to take a quotative approach. How many of the divisors are in the dividend? So for example, if I was dividing a whole number problem, like 210 divided by 10, that's asking, if I'm looking at it quotatively, that's asking the question, how many tens are in 210? So if I was going to reason about how many tens are in 210, I might reason about how many tens are in 100, because I know that. And then I could double that to think about how many tens are in 200. And I could just tack on that extra one more 10 in 210. So that would be a way of me sort of reasoning about the number of tens in 210. I wonder if we could use similar reasoning that we just did with whole numbers. Could we use similar reasoning to think about division of fractions? So here we go. All right, Kim. If I had a candy bar and I'm going to split it up and share it, and I'm thinking about sharing it with, with four other people, so five people are sharing, what is one candy bar divided by one fifth? How many one fifths can I get out of one candy bar? <laughs> well, um, well, you're going to have five because you just told me that. <laughs> How many people? Yeah. So one fifth. There are five one fifths in one. I was, did I do too much there? <laughs> too, too much of your own thinking. So I just, I, I want to start in a place where kind of everybody can access again. Yep. We're kind of reminding ourselves what we did last time. And so yep. you're saying yep. that there are, that the answer to one divided by one fifth is five because yes. there's five one fifths in one. So yep. I've quickly sketched a candy bar. I've sort of eyeballed uh, dividing it into five equal pieces. I've kind of dotted those, I put some dotted lines so we can see five chunks of that rectangle. And I've labeled um, the first chunk, I've labeled it one fifth. So a little bit less labeling than I did in the problem string that we talked about in last in the last um, episode. Okay, next problem. Um, I've only got half a candy bar, Kim. So uh, what is one half divided by one fifth? And what does that mean with our candy bar scenario? Mm. So um, when you had a whole candy bar, one divided by a fifth, then you had five, five people or five pieces. But now you have only half as much candy bar. So you're going to have half as much people or per person. Let me think about what you, I can't remember exactly what your scenario was. One half divided by one fifth is two and a half. Because in the previous problem, you said one divided by one fifth. And now we have half divided by one fifth. So the answer is going to be half as much. Since the answer to the first problem is five, the answer to yeah. the next problem is going to be half as much, which is two and a half. Half of five yeah. is two and a half. Yeah. yeah. So um, you, you were like, what was the scenario again? So that's a good question. Like I said, I have a whole candy bar and I want to okay. share it with, I want to share it with five people so they each get, well, I guess what I should say is I've got a whole candy bar and I've cut it into five equal there you sections. Go. Yeah. I've cut it into five equal in sections. Fifths. Cut it into people? fifths. How many people can I give a fifth? Of a candy bar too. <laughs> I think that's why I was like, wait a second, because um, in this scenario, it would be two and a half people. Yeah. So that's kind of weird, right? How many yep. fifths can I get out of half a candy bar? Well, I can two only and a half two. fifths. Yeah. I can only get two and a half of those fifths. Yeah. So that's not so great, right? For two and a half people. So that, yeah, that, that's kind of weird to think about. But I can think about, I can only give that same amount 
to half as many people. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So what if I had a problem like, um, I'm back to a whole candy bar, but this time I'm going to split it into tenths. Okay. How many tenths can I get out uh, of that candy bar? Ten. One because by one tenth. Because there's ten tenths in a hole. Ten tenths in a hole. So, so one divided by one tenth is ten. How does yep. that relate to the problem one divided by one fifth? Oh, good question. Um, I hadn't, thought, I, I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> I like it when I get Kim to think, bam, that's a good day. Let me think if I can say this right. I still have one candy bar, but instead of fifths, now the size of the piece is half as big, right? So instead of fifths, now I have tenths. The size of the piece is half as big. So I'm going to have twice as many of those pieces. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because before I had five one-fifths, but I've cut the, now I have tenths and tenths are half as big as fifths. That's like the definition of a tenth, right? Yep. In fact, often if we say to kids, hey, draw a rectangle and cut it into tenths, Mm -hmm. some of them will cut it into fifths Mm -hmm. and then they'll cut each of those fifths in half. Yep. And then they've got tenths. Cool. So you're saying that if there's five fifths in one, one divided by a fifth is five. Then there's 10 tenths in one because you've cut the pieces in half. So there's twice as many. Nice. What if, uh, oh, so on my candy bar, I went ahead and cut the candy bar to fifths again. So I've kind of underneath the one I had before, I've cut it into fifths and then I've cut each of those. Um, actually, I've only cut the first one in half, to be honest with you. And I've labeled that piece as one tenth and I've labeled the second one-tenth as one-tenth. So I have two little pieces labeled as one-tenth and I kind of have an overarching, one of those brackety things above the two one-tenths and I've labeled that as one-fifth. Okay. Does that make sense? So I kind of have a one-fifth labeled and I've cut it in half and I've labeled each of those halves as one-tenth. All right, cool. Next problem. How about yep. if I ask you for three-fifths divided by one-fifth? Mm, three. Why? Three one, blah, 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 blah. three one fifths blah. and three. There's three one fifths and threes is your answer. Yep. It's your final answer. Yep. Cool. So I might draw that whole candy bar and I might divide it into fifths. And then I might circle three fifths, three of those one fifths. And then I might say, so yeah, that's what you're focused on is those three one fifths. Cause you just mm-hmm. were like, bam, three. And in those three one fifths, you can see three one fifths. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I actually want to call, so the, the problem, three-fifths divided by one-fifth, I actually want to say three one-fifths divided mm-hmm. by one-fifth. Mm-hmm. How many one-fifths yep. are in three one-fifths? I think you said that. How many one-fifths are in three one-fifths? There's three of them. So yeah. listeners, you might recognize that I'm calling the non-unit fraction three-fifths. I'm actually naming it three-fifths, but I'm also naming it three one-fifths. Not mm-hmm. three and one fifths, but three one fifths, and right. I'm 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 simply writing the fraction three, fraction bar five, but it can have two names, and one of the names is three fifths, and one of the names is three one fifths, and um, we find that helpful. We find it helpful to talk about these non-unit fractions in terms of their unit fractions. That can be helpful in some cases. All right, cool. How about the next problem? The next problem is three-fifths divided by one-tenth. Um, 
You want to know what I really thought? Well, can I ask, um, yes, I want to know what you really thought about, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. What do you really think? Uh, So what I really thought, um, I know that we're living in the land of fractions and I see a relationship between. Oh no. Oh no. I know where you went. (laughs) Previous problem, but I really thought (laughs) 60 cents divided by 10 cents. Like, cause you're just as like this percent girl. Like you were, well, yeah, I mean, either percents or dimes or whatever, like all of it, like it's all connected. So yeah. Yeah, so I t- thought about how many dimes are in 60 cents. Because three-fifths is 60 cents and yeah. one-tenth, I got to say it out loud, and one-tenth is 10 cents. So it's like you said, 60 cents divided by 10 cents. How many 10 yeah. cents are in 60 cents? And so you said the yeah. answer is six. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Okay. Um, if I, I just realized I totally leaned away from my microphone. Sorry about that. If I was uh, working with kids and I saw someone with that strategy, I'm circulating around, I'm, I'm, I'm listening and stuff. Or, or even if a kid, well, let's say I'm circulating around and I saw that strategy, I might say to that kid, I might give him a fist bump and go, nice thinking. Hey, um, can you think about it in terms of, of fractions and the, and the, the candy bar I have on the board? Yeah. I might, so I'm going to, yep. I'm going to say like, nice thinking. Can you also, can you also think about it in terms also. of like the candy bar I have on the board? Yep. Um, so Cam, I'm a little curious. Can you, can you think about it in terms, especially like the sure. problem before? So yeah. uh, I know you guys, a lot of listeners are probably listening. So the problem before was. How many one-fifths are in three-fifths? Yeah. How would you say that quotatively for the problem we just said? How would you say the problem we just did quotatively? So when it was three-fifths divided by one-fifth, then there were three one-fifths. Now um, I have smaller pieces. The the pieces are half as big. And so I have... Because you have one-tenth. Yeah, one-tenth. They're half Uh as big as a fifth. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to have twice as many pieces. And so you're still getting six dimes and 60 right. cents, but you're also getting six. I'll try to let you finish that sentence. You're also getting six. Oh, sorry. Six... I, I zoned out. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So you're getting six dimes. It's okay. Yes. That's a real thing. You're getting six dimes in 60 yep. cents. Now I'm looking yep. at the fractions. And if I was pointing to the board, you'd see what I was pointing six, at. Six tenths in three fifths. Six tenths in three fifths. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And you kind of compared that to the problem before. So if we have three one-fifths in three-fifths. Now mm-hmm. you have smaller pieces. You've cut the pieces in half. You'd have twice as many pieces, right? Mm-hmm. What if you just were thinking at this problem, if I literally just said for cold, one-tenth, how many one-tenths are in three-fifths? I'm just curious if there's any other thinking that comes to mind. And I'm pointing, you can't see, I'm pointing at the picture that I had on the board when we were talking about how many, I, I, I'm interrupting your thinking. Sorry, Kim. No, you, go ahead. You want me to tell no, you where I'm pointing? Okay, I'm going to yeah. tell you where I'm pointing. So on the board, when we did three-fifths divided by one-fifth, I drew a whole candy bar. I cut it uh-huh. into fifths. And I circled three of the one-fifths. And I said, okay. how many one-fifths are in three-fifths? Now, I'm still looking at a candy bar that's cut into fifths. And I've circled three of the one-fifths. And now I'm asking how many tenths are in three fifths. So when within each one of those fifths, there's two tenths. Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. So if there's, I don't think I understand your question. Yeah. So uh, where you just said, so in each of those fifths, I've circled three fifths, mm-hmm. right? And the question is how many tenths are in three fifths? And you just said, well, in each of those tenths, there's two fifths. So you've kind of got two fifths, two fifths, two fifths. Yep, the other oh, way that's... around. In each of those fifths, there's two tenths. Ah, yes. I said it backwards. You're right. In each of those fifths is two tenths. 
Mm-hmm. So you've got two tenths, two tenths, two tenths. So you've got right. six six of those one tenths in three fifths. Yes. So I'm yes. just kind of sort of looking at the picture. Oh, the model. Yeah. The model where I kind of had two tenths in each of those fifths. Yes. And so I could sort of like, well, if there's two tenths in one fifth and I've got three of those fifths, then mm-hmm. I have three times those two would be six. Two tenths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I was pointing. It's so much better pointing. Woo. Maybe, maybe Kim, we should do a video podcast one day and we can actually oh be pointing at stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all, can we thought imagine? about doing, we thought about doing a video podcast and every time we do, it's me that's the holdout because I'm like, I'd have to like brush my hair and <laughs> stop it. That's like, true. I mean, right now, what am I wearing? I'm wearing jeans and a hoodie and my glasses. It's like, real. I mean, it's I so did, real. I did brush my hair this morning, but I didn't do anything else to it. <laughs> Anyway, we would okay, just so. laugh at each other the whole time. It's probably well, good we can see each you other. know the other the other reason we've pushed back on doing a video, video podcast. We would laugh at each other the whole time, but is we worry that um like right now I'm really cognizant that I'm talking to people who are just listening. Yes, and if we could point, we would probably say less because yes. we would be able Agreed. to point, and then anybody Agreed. listening. So hey, podcast listeners, we'd be super interested to know: would it be worth it? To, would you be like, oh, really? Do a video one because we'd understand so much better, or you're like, no, really, I'm listening in my car, and I would not be yeah. looking. So keep, yeah, I'd be super curious. All right, our last problem was how many tenths are in three fifths, or three fifths divided by yep. one tenth. Yeah. The next problem is one and three fifths divided by one tenth. One and three fifths divided by one tenth. What are you thinking about? A dollar sixty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how many? How All many right, dimes? So, how, well, go ahead. Yeah. How many dimes? I mean, how many dimes are in a dollar sixty? Yeah, how many? So sixteen. But also, I, I I've been writing down the problems. Uh, uh-huh. I, I have not been drawing a model, but I've been writing down the problems. And you asked me one divided by one tenth, mm-hmm. and you asked me three fifths divided by one tenth. Uh-huh. So when it was one divided by one tenth, it was ten, and three fifths divided by one tenth was six. So if you put those together. Uh, one and three fifths divided by a tenth would be the same sixteen. Would be that six plus the or ten plus the six is sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice, nice. Yeah. I, I love that reasoning. Super. And if I'm doing this problem string with students, those things are on the board, so they are right. they, students have access to those. I wonder then if I might grab that problem one divided by one tenth, and that model that we use to see that that one one tenth in that whole candy bar. And then yeah. I might also grab the model where I had the three fifths divided by one tenth and grab that piece of it and yep. show those six one tenths. And I've got yep. the 10 one tenths and the six one tenths would be the 16 one tenths. Nice. Next yep. question. How about if I asked you one divided by one third? Uh, that'd be three, three one thirds and then one whole. Cool, because we just got a hole, and you're asking how many one thirds are in one. It's just three. I don't know why I repeat what you say every time, but it helps me it's think okay. about what it, <laughs> it literally helps me think about what you just said. Yeah. So I know sometimes listeners, you might be like, "Why does she repeat what Kim says?" Well, it's because I have to think about what Kim said, and it helps me think about it. <laughs> okay, so you said that was three. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to ask you two thirds divided by one third. Two thirds divided by one third. Two. And how do you know? I feel like we're going somewhere fun. Excited. Uh, okay. Two to two one thirds is two thirds. So if are, are you thinking quotatively, you're saying how many one thirds are in two thirds, and yeah. you're like, there's yep. two of those. There's two yep. one, and it's we we mentioned earlier that we could say two thirds as two one thirds. Yeah. So when I say that problem like that, two one thirds divided by one third, you could be like, well, how many one thirds are in two one thirds? Huh, two. Yeah. 
All right. So two thirds divided by one third is two. Cool. Next question. How about two thirds divided by one sixth? Two thirds divided by one sixth. Um, that's going to be four. Because? Uh, because um, just like we were talking about with the fifths and the tenths, when you asked me about how many thirds are in two thirds, then that was two. But now the size of the piece is half as big. So there's going to be twice as many pieces. Cool. I love that relationship. Yeah. That's a little bit more uh, sophisticated than maybe I might ask a kid to to uh, describe first, I might ask, have a kid say, well, I know there's two sixths in every one third. Yeah. So if there's two one thirds, I could sort of picture those, that one third and that one third, I know there's two of them in two thirds in each of those third, there's two sixths. And so, yeah, Yeah. kind of like you're twice as many, but I might be looking a little more additively at first. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a reason I mentioned that is I want to make sure people are understanding. Yes, I want kids thinking multiplicatively about these. And that's what Kim just did. Well, if the pieces are half as big, then there's going to be twice as many. But I also can allow kids to enter as they're sort of thinking about it additively. I want to help kids enter thinking about additively and and then also help them transition to thinking about it more multiplicatively. All right. What is two thirds divided by one twelfth? Hmm. Eight. And how do you know? When it was two thirds divided by one sixth, that was four. So now again, the pieces are half as big. So there's going to be twice as many, uh, which is eight. So but also I could. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. Well, let, let me just repeat that a slightly different way. Yeah. So if I'm asking how many one sixths are in two thirds and you're saying there's four. And then I ask how many there is of something half as big in two thirds, how many one twelfths are in two thirds, then you're like, there's gotta be twice as many, there's gotta be eight. Okay. Okay. And where else were you going to go? Um, you, well, you had asked me earlier, two thirds divided by one third. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that I know the relationship between one twelfth and one third, and it's going to be, it's, it's a fourth is big. So mm-hmm. we just did the half, half and double relationship, mm-hmm. but there's also a, a quadrupling quartering relationship to the previous problem, two thirds divided by one third. So if so a 12th, oh, keep going. A t- if a 12th is one fourth as big as a third, then I'm going to need four times as many pieces. So instead of getting two one-thirds in two-thirds, you're going to have eight one-twelfths in two-thirds. Nice. And I didn't talk about the modeling here, but I would also be making sure that I have a whole candy bar. And when we talked about thirds, I would have like sketched out the the two-thirds of the candy bar. So I've got the whole candy bar. Um, I've sort of circled the two-thirds because that's the whole that we're dealing with. That's the unit we're dealing with every time. And then the first question I asked how many one thirds were in there and you were like two. And then I asked how many one sixths were in there. We would have cut each of the thirds in half to show those one six. And you're like, there's the four. And then I would have said like, where are twelfths? Like, how are you thinking about twelfths? How would you even cut a candy bar into twelfths? And we would have talked about how twelfths were half as big as the sixths, like you said, but they're also a fourth of big as the, a fourth of the thirds. And there's that quarter uh, quadruple relationship. Nice. I have a question. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to derail this because um, I, I, I'm afraid we'll go a little too long, but I wonder what you think about this. Okay. Sometimes I 
think that when we have numbers like two thirds and one twelfths, mm-hmm. sometimes that can be maybe a little bit overwhelming or a little bit uh like, oh my gosh, I, I don't I don't really know kind of situation for kids mm-hmm. until they have a lot, you know, a lot more experience or at least some more experience. But I wonder what you think about um going back to the unit fraction of instead of two thirds saying, okay, do you know how many twelfths are in one third? And then once you know that, like the, getting back to the unit fraction stuff and then going, uh-huh. okay, but now we don't need one third divided by 12. We need two thirds divided by 12. Do you ever do problem strings that? Let's do one up. next week. Let's do yeah. one next okay. week okay. to okay. get okay. at that relationship. Maybe okay. we'll see. We'll see what happens right. next week. But uh, okay. absolutely. We would absolutely okay. want to develop the relationship that if we can think about how many one twelfths are in one third, yeah. then how can that help us think about how many one twelfths are in two thirds? Yeah. And let's let's like actually answer that question. So how many one twelfths are in one third? Four. How do you know? I'm trying to think of how I know. Because no. if you have a third, you would have to cut it. Half would be a sixth, then a fourth would be a twelfth. Yeah. And as you said that, I drew a candy bar and I cut it uh-huh. into three three pieces. I'm like, because uh-huh. you said, well, if you have a third, so I drew a candy uh-huh. bar and cut it into three pieces. Uh-huh. You said, well, if I cut that third in in half, I'd have sixths, right? Yeah. Yep. And you're like, okay, so that's, there's the sixth. And then you said, but then I'd have to cut those in half to get twelfths. And I've only really cut that one third. I've just that one, one third, I cut it into two sixths and I cut each of those six into two twelfths. So in that third, I now see four twelfths. So that one third has four twelfths in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we only, we don't need one third. We need two thirds. Because so the problem is two thirds divided by one twelfth. Right. So we don't just have in one, it's a one third divided by one twelfth is four. So two thirds, twice as much divided by one third is twice as much eight. Nice. Well, I almost wonder if your problem was a better, well, was that your problem or is it just a different way of thinking about? Yeah. Anyway, a different way of thinking. Yeah. A different way of thinking about that last problem. I'm going to give you one last problem for this string. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to note the the recent problem we did was two thirds divided by one twelfth, and you got eight. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to ask you one and two thirds divided by one twelfth. In other words, how many one twelfths are in one yeah. and two thirds? Uh huh. Um, so we just did two thirds divided by a twelfth, a couple of different ways, and talked about how that was eight. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm going to also think about the extra one, the leftover one mm-hmm. divided by one twelfth is 12. So if two thirds divided by one twelfth is eight and one divided by one twelfth is 12, then eight and 12 is 20, 20 twelfths. There are 20 one twelfths in yep. one and two thirds. Yeah. Super thinking. And there's a few different ways that we could think about that. But I think at this point, I think we've, we've, uh, we've done some nice fraction reasoning, fraction division reasoning. Teachers, I wonder if any of you or listeners, I wonder if any of you are thinking, whoa, I mean, all that's a lot of thinking. Like I got kids that don't even know their multiplication facts and you want us to be, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I acknowledge that the thinking that we just did was not trivial. Like we were thinking, but in a big way, we were almost 
thinking less about fraction division and we were thinking about the definition of unit fractions. Like as we're asking ourselves, how many one sixths are in two thirds, two thirds divided by one sixth. If we're thinking about it quotatively, how many one sixths are in two thirds, we're asking ourselves, what's the relationship between one sixth and one third? And so then therefore, what's the relationship between one sixth and two thirds? Like what we're, we're really helping students think about fractions, the definition of fractions. What does it mean? What is the relationship between one twelfth and one sixth and one twelfth and one third and one twelfth and two thirds? The quotative meaning of division can be super helpful to helping kids actually reason about what fractions mean. And we need that. In other words, you might be like, Pam, in my in my section for fraction division, I got a day. I got a day to say R is not to reason why, just invert and multiply. I don't have all this time to help kids reason about this. Well, then we'll get what we've gotten, and which is kids not reasoning about fractions, kids just memorizing a bunch of rules and then mixing and matching the rules and, and getting it all screwed up, and, and, we, and we get the mess we've had. What we need is kids to actually understand the meaning of fractions. So I'm actually suggesting we could ask some of these questions that we asked today um, and in last week's and what we'll ask next week, we could ask these some of these questions in grade three. Like as kids are thinking about the meaning of one third, I could ask the question one divided by one third. Now, I probably wouldn't write it that way. I would say things like, hey, how many one thirds are in one? And and third graders should say, uh, duh, three, right? And then maybe I'll write it as one divided by one third, but I want to like have them think so that I might say, well, how many one thirds are in two thirds? Now, you might be like, Pam, that's a fifth grade standard. That's fraction division. Or is it? Like, like of course it is. But but there are the, the meaning of fractions we can get at. We can help develop these relationships by asking questions like we did today in a quotative kind of way, how many of the divisors are in the dividend to really help students reason about the relationships of fractions. And then maybe, maybe we can develop everyone to think more and more like Kim like mathematicians, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like really reasoning about fractions. Anything else you want to say cool. about that? I don't think so. Like, I, I, I'm going to push you a little bit on this, Kim. I, I'm wondering if you could tell me, as we were doing this problem string, how much division were you thinking about? And how much, like, relationships between fractions were you thinking about? Do you know what I mean? Um, You know what? I Last week, I think you mentioned that working with some of the strategies with um, whole numbers can be really useful. And I found myself thinking about that a little bit, that mm-hmm. I know some some relationships that now I'm just being asked to use those relationships with unit fractions. Mm, nice. So I, I, I'm drawing back on things that I know and have had experience with, uh, with whole numbers. Mm-hmm. So if we have an opportunity to do that, as well with students, then it doesn't feel quite so big a hurdle. So overwhelming here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's an example I would say of kind of the finger thing that we've done before where, where students can be kind of all over the map. And if we do a problem string like this, they should be able to access it kind of where they are. For example, I just talked about how a, a third grader could think about several of these problems just by using the definition of fractions, while right. Kim is simultaneously using these really nice multiplicative relationships in division right. Right. that she's uh, already developed with from whole number division. 
Yeah. That's a great example of if we mathematize with students, students can enter where they are, they all learn and grow, and we all think more and more like mathematicians. Nice. All right. So y'all, thanks for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.